First Farm in the Valley, Chapter 15, Diphtheria Strikes. September came, but instead of getting cooler, the weather was hotter than ever. Usually, Father waited until late in the fall to harvest the corn. Sometimes he waited until early November, but this year, by early September, the corn cobs were hard and dry, and the stalks had withered to a yellowy gray. I don't know about the other farmers in the valley, but I'm bringing in my corn now, said Father one day. They all went to pick the cobs off the stalks. Anna and Barney and Pauline each took a row. They tore off the lower cobs and tossed them into the wagon. Behind them came Jacob, Franzicek, and Mary, who did the same with the cobs on the upper part of the stalks. They tried not to miss a single cob. Last of all came Father with a sharp hacking knife. He gave one good strong chop at the bottom of each corn plant and then tossed the stalks into small piles that would be easy to pick up later. Up and down the rows they went, tearing and pulling and chopping. They finished the field in one day, in time for everyone to do their other chores. As usual, Anna had to go for the sheep, which were now being pastured near the Dorowas farm. Sometimes Barney went with her, if father did not have much for him to do, or he didn't like the looks of the weather. They had not heard of wolves in the area for more than a year. Anna sang as she walked along the path towards the Dorowas. It made her feel less alone if she sang in her loudest voice. Soon she caught up with Paul Jezuski, and they walked the rest of the way together. When they arrived at the pasture, they stared in surprise. There was Mr. Dorowa separating out his sheep. Where's John? Anna asked. But Dor Mr. Dorowa did not seem to hear her. He herded the sheep quickly in the direction of their barn, which was not far away. What's the matter? Anna asked Johnny Olszewski. Somehow, from the way Mr. Dorowa walked, she could tell something was wrong. They've got diphtheria at their house, blurted out Johnny. John and Matthew and even the little baby, they're all sick. Diphtheria, breathed Anna. She had heard mother and father talking about it last Sunday after they got home from church. Some of the children and families on the other side of Pine Creek had come down with that sickness last month. Francis Rudnick had died from it. It was a terrible thing to happen to have diphtheria come to your house. Let's hope and pray it doesn't come to our valley, mother had said but now it had come after all. Silently, Paul and Anna helped Johnny herd the sheep up the incline toward home. As soon as she had their sheep safely locked in the pen at the side of the barn, Anna hurried in to tell Mother what she had learned. The Dorowa children have diphtheria, all of them, she cried. Merciful heaven, where did you get that news? asked Mother in a shocked voice. Mr. Dorowa came to get their sheep. He told Johnny Olszewski about it, and Johnny told us. Anna searched her mother's face fearfully. She wondered what they would do now that diphtheria was in their valley. That little baby suffering like that. Mother shook her head and glanced over to where Alexander was sleeping. Anna knew that the little Dorwa girl had arrived only a week after her baby brother. She peeped into the cradle to look at Alexander to make sure he was not sick. But he was sleeping peacefully and soundly. We'll have to make a pot of soup and send it to Mrs. Dorwa tomorrow said mother, but the next day Mrs. Jezuski sent her daughter over with the dreadful news. John has taken a turn for the better, but little Matthew and the baby, they died. She burst into tears and hurried home again. Mother crossed herself and said a prayer, then she turned to Anna. Run to Franzicek and tell him to bring me one of the cockerels, then bring me some carrots and onions from the garden. Soon mother was making a delicious soup. At first Anna pretended she couldn't smell it, 
but the more the savory odor filled the kitchen, the hungrier she grew. She felt guilty, feeling hungry for that chicken soup when over at the Dorawa house there was so much sorrow. Mother put some of the soup in a smaller pot and packed up two loaves of bread. She handed the food to father and he tucked the pot into a corner of the wagon, carefully wrapping cloths and rags all around it. On top, he put the loaves of bread. Ask if there's anything we can do, called mother as he drove away. That evening, even though it wasn't Sunday or a holiday, they ate some of that tasty chicken soup for supper. It felt strange to be eating such a special meal when they were all so sad. It looks as though John will recover, said father when he came back. He's over the worst. But the two little ones, they're gone. Now John will be all alone, thought Anna. He won't have any brothers or sisters. She looked around at her own brothers and sisters. That diphtheria had better not come over here, she thought fiercely. All through the long, warm autumn, they watched and waited fearfully to see where the diphtheria would strike next. Even though the weather was beautiful, they did not go to church every Sunday or visit their cousins and neighbors. Anna was not allowed to go over to play with Julia Searson, and Julia could not come to play with her. Only father went out occasionally to dodge, to buy or trade for the things they needed, and to get the news. Almost every time he brought the same dreadful reports. This week, the Latirskis lost their youngest daughter. Now it's by Walenskis. I just heard that the Radmuskis lost the third one yesterday. One week in late November, when father returned from a quick trip to Dodge, they all rushed out to meet him and find out if this time for once the news would be better. But Anna could see it was not. Father was so upset he could hardly speak. The Felks, they've lost their fourth one, a little girl. He told mother in a tight, hard voice. He looked as though he wanted to cry. November passed into December. The unusual weather continued almost as warm as summer. Father plowed the fields and dug up stumps. Jacob wanted to leave for the lumber camps, but mother would not let him go. We'll see. Maybe after Christmas, she said. This year, no Gavashki came their way during Advent. Will they come on Christmas Eve? whispered Anna to mother one evening after prayers. Christmas was now only a few days away. Hush. This is no time to be thinking about presents, said mother. Anna knew it was selfish to want her Christmas treats, when all around there were families with no children left to have any Christmas at all. Yet she couldn't help feeling a little sorry for herself and her little brothers. Maybe they will come in the night when you are asleep, said mother, seeing her disappointment. And that was what happened. When they returned from midnight mass, there was still no sign of the gavachki. But on Christmas morning, next to each of their plates was a little string bag of candy. They must have been there during the night, long after they had returned from church.